Welcome back to another episode of Chappy Chats. Another week has gone by, and if you're noticing, there was nothing on Sunday for a podcast. This podcast is being made on Monday. Had a good weekend, had a lot of activities, and just got really busy on Sunday and did not have time to make the podcast. But as I've thought about it more, here we are on the fourth day of December, really into the holiday season, blew past Halloween, blew past Thanksgiving, ate all the turkey, everybody overate, now they're trying to lose the 15 pounds, as I heard some people say, from Turkey Day. Whatever you're doing today, I want you to think about something. This is what a lot of people call the holiday season. But for me, it's the Christmas season. And that's important to me because everywhere we turn, we're looking for answers for the chaos and the destruction that's going on in the world. And I believe that Jesus Christ is the answer to that. As we go through this Christmas season, I want you to think about that we need a hope something that we can hold on to, something that can hold us together and keep us going even in the most dire circumstances. I remember talking to people back when I was a preacher and reaching out and visiting with them as I did, and we would talk about their life. And many times the people I was talking to were older people, and many of them had been through World War One. They had been through the Depression and even into World War Two. And so that is a lot of turmoil. Now, I know we've got turmoil today. You've got Ukraine. You've got the things going on in the Middle East. And you've got the border crisis and all those things. But these were really big things that more individuals were affected by than we are today. Not there aren't a lot of people affected by what's going on. But just in sheer numbers, I'm talking in the United States the amount of people that were affected, especially during the Depression. And it was really difficult for them. I remember it affected my grandmother so much that she used to stock up on toilet paper, sugar, and other things because she always thought she might need them. Now, it never did go to waste because she would give it to myself and to my brother and his wife and, of course, to my wife also. And we'd take it home and we didn't need it, but we would use it because it made her happy and it made her feel good. But there are a lot of people struggling in this time, and I know that it's hard to remember that there's a God out there, that He loves you, that He cares for you. When your stomach is pushed all the way to your backbone, when maybe you're outside without a home and you're cold and shivering, and so... What I want to talk to are those that do call themselves Christian during this Christmas season. You know, Christmas is all about giving. It's not about getting. It's about giving. Christmas started out, I remember one story about in Germany, where the people used to kill their children because they believed they needed to appease the God. And people that were Christians there brought out a tree and decorated it with light and explained to them that this evergreen tree that they were decorating represented the everlasting life of Christ and that they didn't need to sacrifice their children to get the good things out of life. And so there are many other traditions like that. But I want you to understand, the devil came to kill, steal, and destroy, and he's still doing that today. 
whether that be through governments who are causing hyperinflation or just a little bit or lack of jobs or lack of security or lack of peace of mind, whatever it is, they're still through his influence destroying things because all the devil's interest in is power and the opportunity to be in charge. And when we think about it, that's all governments are really about. They want to be in charge. They want to force their way on other people. They don't want people to truly live free without them because then they don't get to make all the decisions. They don't get to have all the knowledge that they can invest in all these things and be better off than other people. So the world hasn't really changed much since back in the time when Jesus was born. But he came to destroy those works. Now, how does he destroy those works? He doesn't destroy it, or he didn't, by becoming a ruler, a legislator, a business tycoon. He represented something a little different. He represented the giving of his life into the lives of others to show them what it means to be a true human being and live as that true human being. He was the light of the world, and he was the life of the world. And I believe that we still need that light in life today. But it doesn't come directly from God. It comes from us, hopefully. At least that's what my scriptures tell me. So all of you that are Christians, I want you to think about the fact that Christmas, the very first Christmas, was about the giving of new life. That new life was in the form of Jesus. And as he grew, he gave to others. He gave the example of God. He gave us the character of God. He poured himself into the lives of his disciples, showing them what it meant to be a true follower of God. And that's what I want you to think of as a Christian. It's not being in a denomination. It's not being in a church. It's being Christ-like. And being Christ-like means giving. Think about what Paul said. He had finished the race. He had been poured out like a drink offering. That's what Jesus did. He poured his life out that others may drink it up. And in so drinking it up, they might be filled and never thirsty again. Now, we're not talking about that thirst that replenishes our body because we need the water, but we're talking about that thirst for a meaning, the thirst for the reason of existence, a thirst for, is this all there is or is there more? And Jesus came and gave that example. And so I want to challenge you, as we begin to get closer and closer to that Christmas day, would you begin to be more and more giving of yourself to others, giving them the character of God, giving them the love of God, the peace of God, the joy of God? But first of all, You've got to have that in your life as a Christian. You've got to be able to know the joy of the Lord and know it is your strength. You've got to know that you are the light of the world, and you don't hide that light under a bushel, but you put it on a hill. Now, that's not a literal hill. That's an illustrative hill. 
that it illustrates that our lives are to be in a position that we shine out to others. We can't shine out to others if we're withdrawn within ourselves. We have to be available to others, like Jesus was available to the world. So that's what I want you to think about in this coming week. Just like James said, if you come across someone who's cold and hungry, you don't tell them peace be warmed. That won't do a thing for them. So if you see someone standing on the side of the street and you got leftovers you're taking home, give it to them or offer to take them for a meal. If you see someone that is walking, within reason, I know you have to be safe. See if you can give them a ride. But reach out to others. Pour your life into them. Workers at work, share your life with them. Share your joy with them. Maybe they see no joy in their life, and just to see or hear about a little bit of joy will keep them going just a little bit longer until they can come and grasp what it is you're showing them and they can begin to incorporate that joy into their life. What I'm asking you to do is give. Give of all that you are and all that you have. That doesn't mean you give it all away, but it means you take the time to look at your resources. You take the time to look at your time, your talent, your treasure, and you give just as God has given to us. May you have a wonderful and great preparation for that celebration day of receiving the greatest gift the world has ever been given. And may you, in the coming year, give that gift to others as you light up yourself with the light of His love, His joy, His peace, blessing, protection, and favor. Until again, we meet.